You are listening to the Balkan Bread Podcast. This is a podcast created to connect diaspora worldwide by sharing each other's stories. Hi guys and welcome to another episode of the Balkan Bread podcast. My name's Amina and thank you guys so much for being here. Today we're actually taking a little break from dating diaspora to talk about an experience that's very near and dear to my heart. If you guys have been keeping up with me on social media then you may already know that I spent part of my summer teaching in Bosnia in collaboration with the Mostar Summer Youth Program. This was such an incredible experience and it's something that I've wanted to talk about ever since I got back. So I'm going to go into a little more detail on how I got involved and what I ultimately gained from the experience as well as how you guys can get involved with this particular project and other similar projects. But before we get all into that, I would like to introduce today's special guest. So going along with the theme of volunteering in the motherland, I'd like to introduce my best friend, Manella Sadin, who also volunteered in Bosnia with the Most Mira Project. Hi everyone, my name is Minela Sadin and I will be talking about the Most Mira Project on Peace Building, which I did over the summer. So the Project on Peace Building is a program run by the Most Mira and as well as sponsored by the EU Study Center at the University of New York. This project that I did had a focus on its history, context, and the changing politics of peace building in Bosnia and Herzegovina. The program was about a week long, um, and it really got into the history, the political context, and the changes of Bosnia since the Day and Peace Accords from 1995. Um, so a lot of the stuff that we did was workshop-based, uh, designed to help participants understand kind of what was going on in Bosnia, which was, let me just tell you, was very hard for everyone to understand. Uh, we also did explore issues of poverty, environmentalism, gender, sexuality, our community activism, as well as NGO uh, politics. So the course uh, itself was in Preador in the little town or excuse me, the village of Kevjani. So a little bit more about the Mostar Summer Youth Program, which I'm actually going to refer to as MSYP from now on just because it's way shorter. So MSYP is a free three-week long summer educational program that provides students aged 14 through 19 from Mostar in the surrounding areas with opportunities to improve their self-confidence and key skills. And the best thing that I wanted to highlight about this program is that it does not discriminate. It includes kids from all three different nationalities. So it's a lot different than what they're normally used to with the segregated school system that is prevalent throughout most of Beha. The entire program is held at the Gymnasia in Mostar, or for those of you who attended like my mom did before the war, Gymnasia Alexa Shantich. 
I was part of a staff of about 8 to 10 teachers who taught a variety of different topics and a lot of these teachers weren't actually from Bosnia so it was a very diverse staff of people and we taught everything from politics to feminism to recycling to fairy tales and the coolest thing was that we were able to develop our own courses so we could ultimately choose what we wanted to teach which was amazing because I feel like whenever I tell people that I went to go teach in Bosnia, a lot of them assume that I went to go teach English, but that's not true. A lot of these kids, actually pretty much all of these kids, already knew English and all we were doing was introducing them to new concepts and new topics that weren't normally being taught in their classrooms. There were a decent amount of, I guess you could say, diaspora involved in the program, and it was actually a lot of people who had grown up in Mostar and then gone to college in the United States, so they were back home for the summer and they were participating or teaching in this program, which I thought was super cool, and there were also people who didn't really have too many ties to Bosnia. They had been there before or maybe done previous projects, but they had never actually taught with MSYP. So I'm not entirely sure, but how many diaspora were involved in your program? I actually found this to be super interesting. We got a good um, group of people, meaning um, I, I met people from the UK that had no you know, direct correlation to Bosnia or the Balkans in general. There was a girl from Chile. Uh, I met a guy from Hungary, Hungary, and uh, one diaspora member, this is crazy, from Italy. And I was like, oh, I've never met anyone, you know, a Bosnian living in Italy. And then we also had me and my friend Adna, who were the diaspora from the U.S. Um, and then we, there was a bunch of uh, kids actually from Bosna who were students who were learning uh, and that was very interesting. And just to kind of hear their take on the school system and kind of how things affect them internally. All I know was how things, I guess, were affected me back home. And so to hear kind of the stuff that they had to go through and then their experience about their neighbors was different than my experience growing up in the U.S. And I thought that was very interesting. So we had a, a, an array of students. And then the age range was, I believe, between 18 and 30. I think the oldest may have been like 27 uh, as far as participants go. But it was it was a good group of different people with different backgrounds, with different ideas, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, and I think think that's really important it's good to have different perspectives especially in a region in a country that is as complicated as bosnia so going more into my particular experience um, as i mentioned before we were allowed to create our own courses which was amazing so just to kind of sum things up what i was teaching was or i was co-teaching i should say a course on speculative design and video content creation so i was teaching all the kids in our class how to create good quality content using only their smartphones and This was super fun because I got to teach them, you know, how to plan out like a video and how to get different shots and 
what kinds of angles to film with and how to put music on clips and things like that. So we actually ended up putting together a short video which we showed off at the closing ceremony for the program and it was really fun. Um, it definitely took quite some time just because we only had really two weeks to put this together and you know it's hard to get 20 something kids on the same page about a video and then having someone edit all of that together but after a few you know trial and error kind of cuts and moments we were able to put together something really incredible so i guess before we get into this too much i also wanted to go back to how we found out about these opportunities because i always hear diaspora talking about how they want to be more involved and maybe they don't have the resources or they just aren't able to find out about programs like this so I think it's really important to talk about that and obviously now this podcast and this platform is becoming you know another one of those channels where you can get your information about these kinds of projects and experiences but I wanted to touch on that and just to let you guys know that if you do end up doing one of these programs, the best part is that you're already going to be in Bosnia, especially if you go every single year, and this is something that you can do during your summer vacation, and that way it's really adding a lot of value into your summer. I know it's work, and I know it's something that you know is completely different than probably anything that you've ever done before, but I will say it's one of the most enlightening experiences and it will make your summer that much better like that was definitely kind of the icing on the cake of my experience I felt like I was doing something that was giving back to you know Mostar and Herzegovina and this place that you know all I've ever wanted is to feel so connected to where I come from and I think through doing this program I was able to do that so how we found out about this particular program was actually at a Bosnian conference that me and Manella have gone to for two years now. And the first year that we went was in Washington, D.C. And I remember feeling kind of intimidated because, you know, you're walking into this room with a bunch of like super successful people. Um, I know a lot of people had already done projects in Bosnia and, you know, like they had their PhD and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, me and Manella were just like, oh my gosh, what are we getting ourselves into? Like, why are we here? Like, do we, do we even belong here kind of thing? And there was this talk in the conference too about, you know, how there's always this ongoing thought like oh are we bosnian enough and i feel like sometimes people complete compete with that with you know how much they're involved in certain things but yeah anyway it was a totally new experience and i remember you know meeting so many of these people and getting to know them and i just kind of started to notice after you know 
getting our breakfast there and talking to people throughout the day i was like oh my gosh all of these people literally i don't know why but for some reason everyone that i talked to was from like northern bosnia and i was like okay am i am i the only person that is from herzegovina like this is so funny and i feel like this is literally an ongoing joke on every single podcast but it was so funny because i was thinking about this thought and then um we had different presentations throughout the day so you could choose like who you wanted to go see present because this was all in the program and I remember I saw something about Mostar I think in the program and I was like I have to go to this one and it was so funny because a guy got up there and you know he had this presentation he was just like okay guys Mostar summer youth program and I was like okay great because you know you hear all of these other projects um in different regions of Bosnia so that definitely was like okay I'm in like I'm here for this kind of thing so that was the first time that I ever even heard about this program and I remember after his presentation later on in the day I went up to go talk to him and wonder if he's listening to this I don't know Yusuf if you are but I was asking him about the program and it was actually too late to apply for that year because the conference is in April every year and then the um, MSYP program is in June and July so yeah pretty tight deadline but I kept it in the back of my mind and I decided to apply again at the beginning of this year because I just remembered it and I ended up helping them with another project the next year at the conference in Seattle so I was helping them with Love Letters to Mostar, which is a book that actually came out of MSYP, which is really crazy. So it was inspired by one of the classes that was taught and they had all of the kids write a letter to their city and this was so beautiful. It's so amazing and I'll see if I can actually put the link to this somewhere. Um in this podcast or it'll probably be on our website somewhere but um it was really special and amazing so I helped them sell those books and just kind of gain more awareness so that's just an example of something that was really amazing that came out of Mostar and out of the project and Manella actually heard about her program in a very similar way so I am going to let her tell you guys a little bit more about that so I went to, both Amina and I went to the conference this year in 2018 in Seattle. And one of the presenters was Azra. Azra, if you're uh, listening, hello. Um, and I saw her presentation on Most Mira and the project on peace building. And I was very intrigued by it because she spoke about genocide denial in the region of Preador, along with the economic development around in the surrounding cities and towns and villages. And I found that to be super interesting, especially the genocide denial. Uh, my family is uh, not from there. We're from Fochap, but, you know, I've always been intrigued and and wanting to learn more about genocide denial and the stuff that I've learned from my own just almost didn't make sense. So when I saw that I could actually go to this town and, you know, learn kind of hands-on from firsthand experiences from people that were there, um, I was like, why not at least just give it a try? And that's kind of how I got um, interested and how I found out about the program. So thank you, Azra. 
Another thing that I wanted to touch on was what the day-to-day looked like for this program. So it's a three-week program and for the first week, we spent the majority of it just getting acquainted with all of these students, making sure they felt comfortable and, you know, it was a lot of icebreakers and having guest speakers and different activities and things like that, which was really fun. It was a bit exhausting um so as far as the amount of time we were actually at the school it was from monday through friday and it was from eight in the morning or actually that's a lie i think it was nine is when my class started at least and it was the first class until about two o'clock so we would have class up until lunchtime and then after lunch we would do a workshop of some kind And on the weekends, we would actually have different trips or just like activities, excursions and things planned for the kids just because we wanted them to get the most out of the program and that kind of thing. So as far as my class, it was only 50 minutes long and that's how most of the classes were because the way that we set it up was we wanted the kids to be able to have that freedom of picking what class they wanted to take so it was a little bit different than the system that they're used to and this was great because the kids actually have to apply for this program too so the ones that are in it definitely care about it and they're definitely eager to learn and participate so we had I think maybe three or four classes always being taught at the same time and then we would have like three different class periods and then we'd have lunch and then the workshop so that's how the majority of the program went we had a ton of things always going on Um, we would have a lot of different just like events outside of the actual classes we would have like I think we had a play once and you know like a movie screening or we'd even tried to do (laughs) we tried to do like a scavenger hunt for the kids and then it ended up raining like most of the days we wanted to do it but just those kinds of things to get them involved and now I guess Manella could you explain a little bit more about like what a day in your life looked like during the Most Mira project yeah so every day was kind of different we had an itinerary so it was a week long I want to say we had work so we had like workshops every day of kind of like what we were going to be doing that day Um, So we did a lot of site visits. We went to the mosques, the church, the different towns, the different landmarks. Uh, We saw kind of the aftermath of what happened in that region. what else I'm trying to think now go back on it uh we we went to this is this is my favorite we went to a bunch of different restaurants we tried different foods uh in different cities which was nice um definitely finding the wi-fi was the big you know, asking for the the password and, and that but uh things so we basically did the the workshop then did kind of the the ground work so a lot of the workshops that we did were kind of projects on their own we did one about uh one of the concentration camps while uh it's next to school what they should do with the concentration camps and it was a big kind of political uh disagreement and things like that so we kind of coming in as an outside source trying to figure out that problem 
We also even went to listen to some immigrants speak on their experiences immigrating into Bosnia, which I thought was super interesting considering a lot of us, you know, immigrated out of Bosnia or migrated out of Bosnia, excuse me, that, you know, they're very happy to be there from, I believe they're from Afghanistan and listening to their speeches and, um, you know, kind of how they came to Bosnia, I think was super interesting. So things like that was kind of where the the meat of the program really kind of, you know, made the difference. Because I feel like if we just sat in a classroom and like learned about it, it would have been a completely different experience. Um, but since we were able to go out, meet people, we did, oh, we also did surveys of the people in the region. We asked about their ethnic background, kind of what they thought about certain things. And I was very surprised that people were willing to answer and, you know, kind of be vulnerable in that situation. Yeah, and it's nice that people were willing to open up because I'm sure that made the whole experience itself more rewarding than if you were just going up to someone and having them, you know, be very closed off and not want to talk about the problem at hand. So aside from our day-to-day experiences, I think there were definitely a lot of special moments throughout our programs. So I just wanted to share, I guess, my favorite memory from the program. So in addition to teaching the class, I actually helped with one of the weekend activities, which was a business challenge so I was in charge of setting all this up and running it with one of the other girls in the program named Selma and it was definitely a challenge in itself for us just because we had to plan out that entire day and figure out how we were going to make it engaging enough for the students that had signed up to do it so ultimately what we decided to do was to have the students pick a problem that they wanted to solve in their community so in Mostar and then have them develop a business that was centered on solving that problem so this was really cool we got to split all of these students up into different teams and they were able to create their presentations and essentially do all of this within a day and honestly probably just a few hours because we had other activities leading up to this main challenge so it was definitely requiring a lot of critical thinking and that sort of thing but what I loved the most about doing this is that not only did we have all of the kids come up with some really great businesses I was actually able to share my story about how I started Balkan Bread which at the time when I was there we didn't even have like this official website and the community and you know all of these different collections and stuff um was still on Etsy and that was you know it was just starting out like I really hadn't gotten into like the nitty-gritty of it but even when I gave my presentation I could just tell like how much those kids looked up to me and honestly that was the sweetest thing ever of course It was probably easier to get through to them because, I mean, my business is centered on their culture, but still, I thought this was amazing, and yeah, I think that was probably, like, my favorite memory. That was the most, like, memorable thing because even before I came, 
I was like, okay, I'm literally going to Bosnia. I'm going to my mom's old high school and I'm going to teach entrepreneurship and content creation. Like, how crazy is that? Just saying that sentence aloud, I almost like couldn't believe myself. So when that day came around and I was able to do exactly that, I was just in complete shock. And it's one of those moments where you're like, am I really doing this? Like, is this, is this really what, you know, I signed myself up for? And it's one of the best things. So I just wanted to take a moment to share that experience. And I guess we're going to hear from Manella now and hear what her favorite memory was from Most Mira. So when Amina asked me this question, I had two things come to mind, and one is a little bit funnier than the other, but one of my favorite memories um, was one of our participants, if he's listening, hi, Anes, was Anes teaching the entire group Kolo. So there is a couple of videos on Facebook that I found, and I was just happily so reminded of, but, uh, you know, he, everyone, I would hope everyone knows that the Kolo kind of... is kind of the heart of our culture. I mean, every kind of event, there seems to be the cola. And we were, everywhere we went, I felt like we were doing the cola. So even at house number two, which is the house me, Adna, and Anna stayed in, along with other people, uh, I remember we were upstairs. Everyone was probably asleep, and he was teaching us to cola then. Uh, And then also one day before, I think it was after or before dinner was served, we were all outside of the house and we did like a group cola. So I remember that being <laughs> super fun. Oh, that's so fun. I love that. And while there were a lot of great things that happened, it wouldn't be a learning experience if we didn't have to go through some difficult things as well. So For me, I think the hardest part was just trying to wrap my mind around the fact that there aren't that many programs like this one that bring together all of the different nationalities and just the whole segregated school system in Bosnia and Herzegovina in general is something that I believe just needs to be changed. I don't think you're accomplishing anything if you're keeping you know, the next generation of your country just, like, separated in school. It's like, how are you going to progress from that? To me, it doesn't make sense. Of course, this is coming from, you know, someone who I obviously didn't go to school there and things like that, so it's not like I have a 100% understanding of exactly what it is like, but just from being there with these students who, you know, have gone through that for pretty much, you know, their entire lives and hearing their experiences was just different. I mean, there wasn't anything bad that really happened between any of our students like during the program. I mean, they loved like hanging out together and, you know, just being able to be around each other. And honestly, we're, I always say this when it comes to all of our, you know, different nationalities. And I think the whole point of, you know, what I'm trying to accomplish with, Balkan bread is just bringing together all of these different nationalities and showing that in reality we're all way more alike than we are different. Of course there are things that are going to make us different but at the end of the day we're all human and it really doesn't really matter that much 
you know, what nationality or what religion we are, where we come from, that kind of thing. So yeah, I think for me, that was the hardest part, just trying to formulate some kind of understanding and obviously trying to understand anything that is dealing with, you know, the school system or politics and stuff in Bosnia is going to be hard to understand. I mean, I think people that have lived there, you know, their whole lives still have a hard time, like, understanding that. So, anyway, for me, that was probably the hardest thing. And what was the, one of the hardest, like, experiences that you had to go through? Hardest thing, I think, for me was our visit to the Omarska concentration camp commemoration. So, we had driven by the, 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 it is a mine. So, we drove by it a couple of times. And I just always got this like weird eerie feeling every time we drove by it was almost kind of like in a movie like a cinematic kind of like glance and I remember when we went to the uh, commemoration it was a beautiful day I mean it was scorching hot um, and we along with others we me <laughs> along with other uh, participants along with other people that were there you know walked up and I remember they were, this lady was reciting the names of those who had passed at the concentration camp. And those were the names of, um, excuse me, of the men and boys who were killed there. And I remember just in the background, there was gunshots going off and with the names being read. And I remember specifically hearing the names of my dad and my brother, just their first names. And I just, I remember just breaking down and crying and, I don't know why. I mean, it definitely went to a different place for me. Again, I have no direct correlation to that area, but, you know, where my family's from and the stuff that they dealt with was similar. And I can only, you know, imagine, you know, how scared they were. And and I can only imagine the people who did lose their dads and their brothers and their husbands and their uncles. And, and you know, and I just, that experience was probably one of the hardest to date that I've ever had to do along within the program. So I think it, it was, it was very heartfelt for me because yes, I, it's, it's, it's really sad to say this, but I, I am one who reads a lot of books about uh, the genocide and, and then the camps. And I watch all these documentaries and it's, it's hard to watch them. It is, but it, I almost get desensitized to it. But when you're in that actual environment of where it happened and you're standing on a place like on the land that people literally died there and you, you could almost feel it. And just hearing the stories of the men that the survivors, you, you could just feel their pain. And, and, and it was something so different that I could never read or, or listen to on a documentary or, you know, read and create that image in my head. So again, I think it was, it was definitely hard, but I definitely think it was something I needed to fully understand. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's really hard and really one of those things that's difficult to see in person instead of you know, just seeing it in a movie, that kind of thing. But, you know, do you feel like you made a difference in completing this project? I would like to hope so. Um, no, I remember. So one day we were doing the the surveys. The day that we were doing surveys, I went in. So it was a little uh, 
coffee shop. And I remember I sat down, um, we were interviewing this one lady and her friend came over and her and I just went on, you know, on and on about uh, just life. And I think I want to say they're, they were from Sweden and they were kind of like me, they were the diaspora um, in Kozarats. And she was just talking about how different life was and things like that. And, and she was just almost scared that the, our diaspora was going to forget kind of, you know, of Bosnia. And I remember just telling her, I'm like, you know, as little impact as it is, us just coming here for the summers, we grow from that. We understand where we come from. We, you know, and I, I, I genuinely wish we had more opportunity to come visit and come learn and start more there. Uh, however, I think just taking, you know, just the summers mm-hmm. that we get and just to, le- you know, learn about, you know, where our parents came from or, you know, Bosnia just in general, I think does more than we give it credit for. And I think her kind of concern was we're going to be too, you know, Americanized or too Swedish. I, I don't know. <laughs> Sweden, we're gonna- Scandinavianized, um, Swedenized. I don't know if that's the correct term. But anyway, I think she was very concerned about, you know, kind of the losing of our identity. And I kind of reassured her that, you know, while... I almost told her, I mean, this is the situation that we're in. And I think we're doing as much as we can to kind of help Bosna in, in a, you know, in a way. And I I do hope that a lot of our youth and, you know, the diaspora members do want to come back and do want to start businesses. I think, you know, there's this whole preconceived notion that, oh, well, I love Bosna, but I'm just going to, you know, work in the U.S. and then retire mm-hmm. here. And then, you know, you know, I don't think it necessarily does anything um, from an economic standpoint. I mean, you're not really contributing to the economy there. So I kind of reassured her that I think that, you know, we, we do know what's going on and, and we are very aware and we are, you know, leading the conversations and we are, you know, involved. I, I want to say that we are more involved than our parents were as far as the things that we are doing and the involvement and the protests and, and then, you know, the day and age of just social media and just talking about these issues that we are there, we're present. And, you know, I think for me, that was the difference I probably made to her I do I do really think that we don't give ourselves enough credit for having Mm -hmm. those cultures which I think is a beautiful thing I don't think you know we create our own subculture if you will and I think people get so scared of the idea that Mm -hmm. I can only be one but when I go to Bosna I have an identity there and then when I come here I have an identity here and amongst different groups, I have my identity. And I think that shapes who I am and who we are as just a group. And I don't think we need to, you know, necessarily revert back to, okay, well, all right, it's 2020. We all just need to go back to Busta and, you know, start a new life. I don't think that's the way to go. I, I do think understanding kind of the situation and, you know, our role that we play is very important. And I think we need to kind of do it a, a kind of like a self-evaluation and understand what what it is that we want to Mm -hmm. 
Right. And it does become, it, I will say it just historically, and I'm a huge history nerd, but it, historically it, it does kind of get lost after generation to generation if you don't kind of instill that value. And, you know, for someone who I didn't have the opportunity necessarily to have my parents um, super involved in my life and, you know, and we were all really trying to learn English. So the Bosnian language kind of fell through and we weren't privileged enough to go to Bosnia every summer. Like a lot of my friends who speak perfect Bosnian um, were able to, and, you know, that's super unfortunate. I'm, I'm super, you know, down about that, but the things I've been able to learn and, and the things I've, you know, went out of my way to learn and the programs I've went out of my way to be involved in really, you know, shape who I am and, and the Bosnian identity. And, you know, and I think, in doing all these things, I, I can have discussions with people and, you know, they be a little bit more articulate in the sense that, okay, well, I understand where you're coming from here. I, I've been here. I've done this. I know this. Here we go kind of thing. So I do think it's, you know, important to see more of the world and understand that it's not just just you and, you know, that people do have to live and survive. And, you know, and if that means having to lose their language to you know, get that job or lose their accent, then unfortunately, yeah. you know. Right. And, you know, that's something that a lot of us probably had to go through with coming here and essentially, you know, having our lives turned upside down and that kind of thing. So really good points. We're going to start wrapping up the episode. And I guess the last thing is what was your biggest takeaway from the program? I think my biggest takeaway from the Most Mirror project um, for me was just kind of the idea of what Bosna is. And for me, I had this very narrow-minded view of Bosna um, with my prior experiences. Um, so the past time, so I've been to Bosna, let's see, two times before this summer. Um, and then both times I was with my mom. Uh, my dad hasn't been with us, but each time we've been with my mother, we've either stayed in, we've stayed in both Sarajevo or Tuzla, which are predominantly uh, Bosniaks, so, which are Bosnian Muslims for those who don't know. Um, so when I went to the region of Predor, which is in RS, Republika Srpska, um, and they had more of a Bosnian Serb population, it was almost like a culture shock to me. I was kind of, you know, I, I saw the, the signs and things that you wouldn't necessarily see in Federation. And so you're kind of like, almost scared I was because it's almost like trained or, or, or you know kind of guided into like these are yeah. the bad guys or these are you know and there's always this like rhetoric of like always bring your American passport because you don't know they could do whatever to you and I'm like oh my gosh is it really that serious like you know and, and I have a lot of Serb friends and, and Croat friends and I'm just like they really would do that and they're like oh you have no idea and I'm like okay <laughs> you know you kind of get scared a little bit and you're like you know and there was there was a situation where we were at a, a, a um we were out and then when we were doing the surveys if you you know we thought someone wouldn't you know if they were Bosnian Serb and you don't think they would have spoken to you you know to change your name and one of uh, the mm -hmm. kids um he was from Herzegovina, so he was Croat, uh, which doesn't necessarily mean yeah. he was Croat, but he happened to be. He um, ended up changing his name to, when we were in Kozarac, to, like, 
yeah. Miralem or something. And then just so he could kind of, you know, get away with it because, yeah. you know, you don't know how these people right. would have reacted. So I think the biggest takeaway for me was just kind of the understanding. And I would definitely encourage the youth and people in general to really de- dig deep and kind of go to different places and talk to people you normally wouldn't. Um, just to say like the word, word, the world, excuse me, isn't so black and white. And I think that this program really helped me kind of understand that and you know with the research and and the projects I did for the program I think you know really opened my eyes to more of a understanding of Bosna. I found that a lot of people when they do go back home it really is just that and I'm not saying everybody but you know we're gonna spend the most time you know where we're from in that city and that town and we're not going to maybe venture out to other places because you know the way we look at it is well most of the time this is going to be you know our summer vacation and we just want to enjoy it you know with family and friends and that kind of thing even though we know that there are deeply rooted problems you know in this country and there are things that you know we see and we hear but we kind of they just get swept under the rug a lot of the time and I think it's important to you know want to make a difference and want to make a change you can talk all you want about it you know and saying that you know the country basically is screwed and there's nothing we can do or you know you can go forward and see what kind of difference you can make and go to these other parts of Bosnia and different regions and see exactly what is going on. You know, it is a small country, but a lot of us haven't been to all the different parts. I know, like, for instance, I honestly have not been to the northern part of Bosnia. I mostly spend time in Herzegovina. That's where my family is from. And, you know, the furthest north that I've really ever been is Sarajevo, and that's that. I mean, they're really are still a lot of parts that I haven't gotten to explore and that's something that I definitely want to do the next time that I go back. Off what you were just saying as far as you know if you have an interest in anything you know look up your options. I think you know a lot of us get kind of scared I don't want to say scared but almost intimidated by these people who are doing these programs or who are doing these you know assignments and it's it's really not that scary I think for me that was kind of my biggest you know almost my like wow moment like I should have done this earlier I should have done this sooner and had I known or had I had the power, I don't want to say power, but had the motivation within myself to do so, I I think I would have. And I I definitely encourage people to try. And I think just having that one up of being about, you know, being Bosnian and a diaspora member, I think really does kind of set you apart from the others. And, you know, and, and as far as, you know, humanitarian work goes, I think, you know, we kind of have that drive to make the world a better place because we did come from such a crappy, you know, beginning. And, you know, and I definitely see that with amongst our people, just kind of this drive to do better than what we started off with. Um, And so kind of piggybacking off what you were saying there, but I think I also wanted to kind of leer that into my, the last question was like anything uh, else I'd wanted to add. If you do decide to do the most mirror program, be well aware that you are going to be in a village that Wi-Fi is going to be practically non-existent. You will have to talk to people, you know, really appreciate, 
you know, the lack of, you know, Wi-Fi for, I had to, you know, I mean, I don't want to say I had to, but I really made great connections. I mean, there was one night that me and Anna stayed up talking to like 2am about childhood traumas and (laughs) things of that nature. So I definitely do think you make some of the best friends there. Um, And, you know, who who knows? I mean, you, you get to meet so many wonderful people. You get to learn so many great things. You get to, you know, grow as a human and, you know, you know, just see the world in a different light. And I, I would highly recommend, you know, giving the most mirror project a try if that sounds like something you're interested in. So. Well, thank you so much, Manella, for sharing your experience with most Mira. And thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. We really hope that you guys enjoyed kind of a little change in topic this week. And if you are interested in participating in one of these programs, I don't think the applications are out just yet. However, the Mostar Summer Youth Program runs from end of June to mid-July, and it's a three-week program, and then Most Mira is going to be running from end of July to beginning of August. So if there are details out there, I will definitely try and find them and post them for you guys. But other than that, thank you guys again for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye, guys.